Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. It'd be glorious, but he missed. And the two that ran into each other were Pendlebury and Moore. It is Carlton that has done the reaping tonight. And it is joyous for those in navy blue. The Blues are into the eights as they down Collingwood on Friday night footing. Very, very warm welcome to what we are dubbing the unofficial, official Carlton podcast for SEN, for the overnight crowd. Paul Sebastiani here with you, head of social media and uh, gun writer for SEN.com.au. Nick Negropontis joins us. We are very, 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 very happy chaps. Nick, we very are. happy chaps. We are. We are. We have won six games in a row. We have Hell. beaten the two best teams in the competition in three weeks. Comfortably we, too. The way the ladder is falling, we are currently... One of the favoured teams to finish with not only a spot in the top eight, yes, but a home final, yes. Where the hell did this come from? Paul? I don't know. We're fifteen dollars to win the flag as well. Pont might be worth a little wager. <laughs> you know, I like a wager. You've been you you did well with your bet a few weeks ago. For, I did at, at the four dollars in the West Coast That's game. It. Gaff twenty, Dow twenty, Blues by twenty four plus. Okay, we'll try and find one for this weekend as well. Uh, okay, so what we're going to do this week just to go through the agenda for this. Uh, podcast is we are going to go through the Pies game recap. We'll go through the talking points out of the game. I want to have a chat about Jacob Weidering's interview on, was that, on, was that with Jared? Was with Jared. It was with Jared. Was with Jared. Yes, yes. He does that frequently. Uh, and then we'll get into the Saints game, team selection, how to win, yada, yada, yada. Uh, Pies game, what a win, Pont. Uh, absolutely incredible stuff by our boys. Uh, 10-16-76, Collingwood defeated by Carlton. 14-9-93 in control for the majority, and we were the better team on the night, period. Yeah. I thought we had them rattled. We absolutely did. And, you know, you go, you go on Twitter and the, the natural Collingwood fan response is, oh, you know, if we'd kicked accurately or, you know, oh, if, yeah. you know, Charlie hadn't gotten a couple of those free kicks that were absolutely there in the last quarter, oh, maybe it's a different game. Right. But we were the better team. Yes. Outside of, the, like, 15 minutes in the third quarter and the first 10 minutes mm-hmm. of the first quarter, mm-hmm. we, were, we were the better team. We were the better team in the second quarter. We were the better team in the fourth quarter. And we were the better team for patches. We still outscored them in the third quarter. So I think we we also out outcoached them, I thought. I thought Vossi yeah, did a great job in did. strangling their ball, ball yep. movement. And it was, I think, a really smart job to sit Cripps and Hewitt on Dacos and physically um, 
guide him, go yeah. after him. Yeah, yeah. I thought all 100%. of that worked really well. Well, we we said that on the little potty we did with uh, the podcast we did with Baz last week that Great. the contested possession uh, and and our contest work at stoppage is what was going to separate us from them. And then conversely to our ability, the ability of our half forward line to really hurt the opposition mm. is what I think came to the fore as well. And it made the Collingwood defense a lot more accountable. It made their intercepts a lot more accountable. The guys like Quainor and Murphy and even more for that, for that matter as well, couldn't really get involved aerially. And when they did, they were engaged, which exactly. I found, which I found has been an amazing selfless thing that a lot of those, a lot of the boys have been able to commit to over the last couple of weeks, especially Charlie Curnow, and it's fueled his game as well, his ability to engage opposition and then bring the ball to ground and win free kicks too. I know there was much, much made of that, which we will touch on quickly. But I think the the area where we absolutely slaughtered them in was contested possessions. Yep. And our midfield is bigger than them, if that makes sense. And that's, that's the point I think we were trying to raise last week. And if you can get on top in that facet, which is an area that really fuels our offense, yep. scores from stoppage and whatnot. Now scores from turnover is really starting to flick up too, which is what it's another layer that we needed to add uh, onto this Voss blueprint on this, on this football club. So very, very pleasing. Uh, I don't know where to really start from an individual point of view, but I think as a team, we were fantastic. The contested possession count was 109 to 142 in our favor, which is a shellacking. Oh yeah. Uh, repeat stoppages, able to win the ball at the contest. Ground ball gets where we're thrashing as well. Yeah, which is amazing considering Vossi said that Collingwood's probably the best team in the league at it. So That's beating the, them at their own game and then exactly. beating them at our game is what what's won us the game. We beat them at their own game and we rattled them. Yeah. Like their key players. What was going on there? Dacos and Degully. Darcy Moore as well. They couldn't oh, kick the footy. No. They, they were rattled by, I think, yeah. how physical Carlton played and also our... Our, our defensive setup that kind of stopped them from moving the yep. ball aggressively. Whenever they took the game on in the mm-hmm. corridor, it usually ended up with the ball coming back over their head. So, yeah, full marks. It's been a wonderful transition from where we were sort of six to eight weeks and ago. As, and as we pointed out last week, it wasn't a game where, like, obviously the best three were Kerno, Wittering, Newman. I think we all had that as our best three. Obviously, Chera went off at halftime and was on track for a, a career game. Which is a shame. He was, uh, he was, was it? He was phenomenal. He was phenomenal again. Second week in a row, uh, one of our star midfielders has had the best half of their career almost, and then done a hammy in the third. Uh, yeah, just frustrating. It's frustrating. frustrating. But uh, and I think you raised the point last week that you didn't want him to be risked in this in this game if he wasn't cherry ripe. But uh, these I mean, people we, thinking that I know strength and conditioning has been a big question of ours over the last couple of seasons, and I understand that. But they're not sending these guys into games if they're at absolute massive risk. And he's only going to miss two to three weeks, which actually might be a blessing in disguise for mm. a gentleman we're going to get on to do in a we, couple of minutes. Do we win the game if he doesn't play in the first half? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. It's tough to say. It's best tough on to ground say. at halftime. It's tough to say. Yeah, well, it, we wouldn't have been in control of the game like we were, I don't think, because his clearance work... And his work end to end was just phenomenal. That, he, he he was the best midfielder on the ground, and he is our best midfielder now. Yep, no question. By a long, long way. Uh, I thought we were fantastic uh, defensively as well. I thought they really stood up. Caleb Marchback was sensational in his first game back. God, he's had some pressure moments in first games back he, from injury. He had some nervy moments. Though. <laughs> he the, did, the, of the, course. The rush behind, the smothered uh, kick. He had a few where he's like, this guy hasn't played senior footy in a year, and we're throwing him to the Wolves against Collingwood. So. But he needs just yeah he needs a few games just to catch his breath and 
find the pace at AFL level, he's, he does. Not, he's not going anywhere. No, 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 no. Well, again, he's one of those ones that's going to be up for question at the end of the year with regards to contracts and whatnot. But you know, we're not, we won't get onto that just no. yet. But uh, defensively as well, uh, I thought Jacob Wiedering was phenomenal. And we did make mention of Brody Majacek, who absolutely slaughtered us last mm. time we played uh, Collingwood. And I wanted to make mention of, and I don't know if you saw the article on the Carlton website uh, and Jacob Wiedering being on, I think it was SEN Crunch Time, actually, off the top of my head now that I read it back. Yeah. He actually did make mention of uh, his his onus of, of taking responsibility for his horrible, his horrible form. He, Finally, someone, finally a player at the club has admitted to being in terrible form. It's the first time I've heard of it in 10 years. He actually put his hand up and said, I was terrible against Collingwood last time well, we played. He was. Him. He had that six-week patch in the middle yeah. of the season where he couldn't kick the footy and looked like he had no idea what he was doing, I d- it, which made no sense considering it's Jacob Woodrow. Finally. He said this This was, and to quote the article by Christian, uh, Christian Filippo, shout out, uh, by his own admission, Weedering felt it was his worst game of the year to quote, by far. Yep. Finally. That that six-week patch, he was he was awful. Which was weird, because bookending that, he's mm. been almost in career-best form. Yep. No shock, is it? I did like what he said about, uh, he said, uh, about those tough conversations. And I know, I know that's a thing that comes up every now and again. But he said that Vossi led the way. Some of the conversations were tough. I didn't like some of it. But it was true. You've got to praise his leadership and the way he has gone about it. So someone is mm. actually finally stand not standing up to these lads, but saying, "Mate, you ain't you ain't good enough, not yet, not yet." I know you've got these personal and individual accolades, and and you do have fans behind you that think you're the bee's knees. But at the end of the day, you you have achieved nothing as a team. Correct. And and that's where I think you've got to come back and humble yourself. But. Credit to him. I think he's been fantastic. Probably been our best player in that sort of six he's, to six to seven week block alongside Chera. David King, I would have said earlier in the week, and I completely agree. Wittering has been the best defender in the comp yes. for the last five weeks. Tough to disagree. He Since we made that adjustment, taking Lewis Young out, putting Brody Kemp in, mm-hmm. and relying on those three as our key defenders, mm-hmm. and obviously Marchman comes in, and Wittering sort of, he still takes the best defender, but he is playing aggressively. He's intercept marking. He's trying to be the one who breaks up every contest. Yep. He's been unstoppable. Yep. And we even saw Collingwood in the second half. Their whole thing was my check basically was used as a decoy. Mm. They took their best forward, their only chance of really kicking mm. a winning score and moved him to the other side of the field so that Dan McStay and Darcy Cameron could take some marks. Mm-hmm. And they took those marks with the size advantage over Kemp, which, exactly. is, which is a bit of a worry. Yep. But the fact that they were so worried about wittering that they basically gave up on Brody Majek was was, I thought, pretty interesting. What I find amazing is that uh, they, <laughs> it's funny how we were making them make moves. <laughs> yeah, <Who would> <laughs> Mason thought? Cox tactical sub, and the other one that the Mason other thing Cox. that I was really impressed with was it's almost been a complete flip. Collingwood seemed like they couldn't handle the pressure, and we yeah. just seemed to respond. And it's the sign of a good team when the pressure ramps up, and you respond, and you respond, and you respond, and you win. That's the big thing for them. And this was the final mental hurdle for this group. Big time. This is the team that has caused all the mental afflictions for the last, you know, nearly year. And albeit, I think when you look back at it, you think, well, around 23 game, what does that mean in the grand scheme of things? But for the Carlton Football Club and this group of players, it was a big thing. And you could see as the year went on that they were regressing back to what happened in the last four weeks into their shells, playing poor football. Now I'm running with their man. Now I'm running ahead of the ball. Now it's all come to fruition. Personnel has changed. Don't think much has changed game plan wise. There's been a little bit of tinkering, of course, around the edges, but 
Uh, and we're seeing even contributors around the field as well, which is fantastic to see. Nick Newman was great. Uh, the one fellow I, I would really want to give a shout out to is Jack Martin. I thought he was sensational on Friday night. Absolutely sensational. That three goals won, and I thought his most impressive two moments were the block on Moore that led to Charlie Kerner's yes. free kick. Yes. Uh, where Moore grabbed his arm. Yep. And the marking contest where he brought the ball to ground, yep. gathered handball to Modlop, who kicks the winning goal. Sensational stuff. And then the work rate for his goal in the third quarter. With Hollands. Yes. Yeah. Sensational stuff. And that's what that's what we've missed. That dynamic half forward who can get you know up the ground as well and then come back and provide an option inside forward 52. And I think that's what fueled a lot of our ability to stop Collingwood from intercepting because it meant that Charlie was able to stay isolated deep. Yep. And we actually had short targets at, you know, from that sort of 55 to 70 meter range that we're actually hitting up and, and giving our and holding Collingwood's defense into account and giving our midfield and people ahead of the field, a little bit, a few more options to mm. actually use. So I, I thought we did that really well. Uh, I thought our smalls were great all yep. night. I love Motlop's game, loved Dowie's game. Uh, Fogarty had some fantastic moments, that great tackle on uh, on Jack Crisp, albeit he did miss it, but the pressure was just ramped up. And well, Pitternet did a job. I thought Kemp was great. There, there, were, there was no one on that field that left me disappointed in, in how they played at all. Uh, it, it does open the slight uh, selection headache. So let's say good. Silvani and Makaya fit. Yep. Do we stay small? I think Harry obviously plays. Yep. And I think Jack replaces Pitnet. And I think we go with the one ruck mm. plus Jack. Mm. Mm. Could be the case. But yeah. if you're bringing Harry in, you're probably, you're probably losing Motlop. Yep. Like you're probably losing that small for the key forward. Maybe. It's, it's, again, yeah. it's a good, I know we say it all the time, but it is, it is a good, a good headache to have. to have. No, it is indeed. Uh, so I guess that's, we don't want to keep harping on about this game. I've, I've only watched the replay this game once. Yeah, same. So next, I, the next morning. I, I think, and, and I don't want people and I don't want the club to be lulled into this false sense of security that, okay, we've achieved this great result. It, it was a big game for us, but let's not Correct. rest on our laurels. Because let's not forget exactly the position we were in this time last exactly. year, which was the exact same position. Yep. Everyone on the planet thought Carlton was a lock to play finals. Yep. Right now, we're like a dollar thirty to play finals. It feels you say exact same position. I guess from the perspective of the last four games having to be locked away, yes. But I think the one thing that I'm looking at here is momentum. We're actually we're not falling over. We're actually we are we're skyrocketing into the last part of the season, which is completely yep. different. To the last only year. worry is the midfield injuries. Um, my only worry is Chera Walsh Kennedy. Yeah, we probably get Walsh back for the Melbourne game. Chera back maybe the week after, and then Kennedy. Who knows? No, I'm not too worried. Did we look all right without Walsh and Chera in the second half against Collingwood? That is a good point. But I'm not... Yeah. It's just... I feel, System over personnel. It is. It's, it is. It is I, I understand. Point, it's a, it's a, I understand it's a concern that you have to raise because of the quality. Yeah. It's, it, it's, it's always going to be a dip in quality when those guys come out. But Doherty can roll through there. Cunningham... Did you see who we had in the centre bounce at one stage in that game? It was Doherty, Cunningham, Fogarty, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah. Doherty and, and Dow. Yeah, and there was a stage where it was Dow, Fogarty, and uh, Cunningham in the fourth quarter. Yeah, yeah, mate. But that's okay. This, I, I'm actually I don't mind seeing those guys in there because I think they've been I think can, they've been okay. The can last we couple say of the weeks. title of this podcast right now? We can say the title of this podcast. You you can go for it because you brandished it. This this is the biggest game of Paddy Dow's career against St Kilda this week. Against weekend. St Kilda, it is no Walsh, no Chera, no Kennedy. He will be in the starting. He'll be in the guts. Maybe yep. as the first rotation in because yep. you'd imagine it'll be Hewitt, Doherty. And uh, Crips. Mm -hmm. And then you'd imagine Dow is the fourth one in there. This is it. You yeah. Want, you, want to yeah. Go, you want to go play for Melbourne yep. next year? You want to go play for Essendon next mm -hmm. year? You want to play for St. Kilda next year? Mm -hmm. You want to play for Frio next year? 
This is it. Mm. Showcase it. Mm. You want to be a Carlton Football Club player next year? Showcase it. Well, he put his hand up this year and said, I don't want to go anywhere. I want to I want to try and save my career at the Blues. And this is this is why he's still on the list. Can he do it? Can we'll he do find it? out. There are two questions that have actually come in from the audience that actually pertain to this Saints game. Super Hands at Super Hands PS. Has there been a bigger banana peel game in the last few years or in the past few years than this weekend? Yeah. Saints have the wood over us and our midfield is looking thin. And then SD Benny at SD Ben 17 has said, how do we beat St. Kilda? What should we be concerned about? So let's ba- unravel that. The banana we? peel game last year was the friggin' Adelaide game. Yeah, it was. And we <laughs> slipped and fe- we slipped and got we concussed did. and didn't return for a month. I don't feel this will be a banana peel game. I, I am wary of this game and, and St. Kilda may get a few back in. So just keep an eye out for team selection. But I think we're humming along. Expecting Max King and Brad Hill to play. Yep. I don't think Memory will get picked because he had six disposals and kicked a goal in the VFL. Yes. And he's still coming back from a very, very serious-ish yep. knee niggle. Caminiti got a week, but I imagine he will get that overturned. I do believe they are appealing that. And they should because yes. it was ridiculous. Yes, I agree with that. So this is going to be an intriguing game. Mm-hmm. We are going a lot better than them at the moment, clearly. Six wins in a row, coming off a phenomenal mm-hmm. win against Collingwood. They barely beat Hawthorne and North in successive weeks. Yeah, well, exactly right. So they are there, ripe for the picking, uh, I think. And I know they are above us, and it is their home game, but make of that what you will. I don't think they were they were okay against Hawthorne. They had that patch in the first term where they looked pretty good. But I think the one thing I'm looking at for this game is just our, our team, last time we played them, was nowhere near the team that's going to be fielded this weekend, we had Kennedy across half-back. Cassard was out last time. Young was at full-back in that team. Uh, we had Chincotta, who was only just working his way into the team as well. Durden and Ed Curnow were in the team. And it's just a completely yeah. different dynamic now. So uh, TDK didn't play for us in that game as well. So there are, there's probably about six to seven personnel changes out of that game, plus form. Pretty big mindset change as well. Oh, mate, huge. <laughs> yeah, absolutely massive. Look, I, I do think we win this game by three to five goals. I hope so. I think that's the margin. My worry is that it's going to turn into one of those bloody Ross line just works out two or three things, sits, works out Charlie, yeah. works out isolating Max King or works out isolating one of our defenders getting weedering out of the way. Their, their midfield gets on top. I'm being the pessimist here because that's what I do. But I am worried that this is the banana skill game, which then turns. Because the whole thing is winning these Collingwood and Port Adelaide games yep. means that our fate is in our own hands. Mm. We can lock in a spot in the top eight before round 24. Mm. If we beat St. Kilda and we, when we beat Gold Coast, we're in. The GWS game then becomes for, for seeding. Yeah, I think... Because th- we'll get to 12 and a half. And yeah, we'll that, that's it. You want to... You, I mean, I, I don't want to look at it too far ahead and say, oh, if we win this game, we'll do this. And then if we win two, three, four, if we win, if we win the next four, we'll be in this position. Let's just go in it. Let's just go into it with the week at a time mentality. I know it's cliche. I know it sounds like it's a football. I club can't do thing, that. I'm, I'm allowed I to know, pick of course. Go. No, of course we are. We can be. We, we can be. We need two wins from four games. I would say. And why am I more confident about the Melbourne game than this one? Yeah. I don't understand it. Is it just because this is a? It's lot- just it's just a pass. It's yeah. a mental it's a mental scarring thing. I wouldn't be too. I don't I don't think it's about being confident about this game over one game or confident over one game about another. I think there is a. There's a mental scar and a mental affliction with a lot of the fan base that I understand. I get. Yeah. I get. So I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. I think there's also a I think there's also a part with us that looks at it and says, Well, you look at what happened earlier in the year as well. We weren't going particularly great. And now the form lines have completely flipped. Have you seen the betting in this game? Yeah, dollar thirty 
all 36 all 37 and if i'm ross lyon that's the i'm putting that on the on the board yeah. today and being like we're higher on the ladder we've been fifth on the ladder all year and we're getting this much disrespect yeah i, I think i again the form lines are completely different now and i would be very 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 disappointed if we if we drop this game i don't think we will i think these boys uh these boys have and again i'm going to bring that word up nourishment mm. nourishment the way I look at this game for us now is there there is absolute there's no mental hurdle there's no form excuse there's no excuse regarding injuries because we've proven that even with a little bit of a a, a even if with a few personnel issues we can beat the best team in the competition at the moment best two teams and not just beat them con yeah. not just beat them smash Port Adelaide and for the majority, control Collingwood. We absolutely controlled that game from start to finish, and there's no reason why we can't bring that form into this game. We should be able to. We've got a nice little nine-day break. Mm. You can freshen up off it. The only question mark that you look at, and I think Terry Wallace actually raised this. I think it might have been on his personal Facebook. I did see a screenshot of it where he said, shout out to Terry Wallace. We love Terry Wallace. Yeah, he did a great job at SENA for, for years and years. Come back, player. He says, good old player. He actually said that sometimes it's actually the best time to get a team when they come off that massive win, a huge win in the complexity of the season, when you're going head to head against a rival or a premiership contender in the same window as you, we saw it with Collingwood. I don't believe that it's you know, emotionally you, you engage in a game as best. They're professional athletes, but I think there is a little bit of an innate human thing that actually says, well, okay, we won the big game that we needed to We needed to. Now there's a bit of an emotional letdown. I think the gap between games might seep in early in the game, but the boys will flick on. Yep. And I'm I'm quite confident of it too. So, and the nine day break I think is going to sort us out pretty well. We did have one coming into the last St Kilda game, which we lost. To answer the the second question that came through, Jack Sinclair has been the reason we've lost both of the last two games, <laughs> games against St Kilda. In the second half last time, he went in the midfield and completely torched us. He did. And then in the game before that, he played off halfback, and I think he had 38 and got three Brownlow votes. And that is not going to happen because Cunningham, Fogarty, and Martin have this selfless ability to not get sucked into the ball. Mm. And if you, you actually notice, and I saw it brilliantly, we were sat up on level four in the Collingwood game. Jack Martin was the sole reason for one of these passages of play where Collingwood looked to switch and they were going to try and come back through the corridor, but he didn't get sucked into the ball or the ball carry. He sagged off. And what it meant was our line could actually hold itself properly. So Jack Martin didn't roll up because he knew, well, I'm not going to get the guy anyway. So if I stay five meters off, it means I'm going to be engaging the man behind me. I'm going to be engaging the man in front of me. And it means that the guys behind me don't have to roll up either. They can hold their position and they don't have to roll up and make up for the, for the ground that I've given up. So I think him, Cunningham and Fogarty have done that so well, this, this, mm. this patch that they've been in. And that is what's going to set them apart, I think. I don't know what you think about that, but that's what I've really found has changed in our half-forward line. The defensive yep. application of our half-forward line has fueled our offense. I was thinking that, makes that sense. yes, th this would have to be a focus for those three. And that focus is don't let Jackson Clay get off, get off the chain. We're getting the head shakes from Hugh in the back here. So yeah, big St. Kilda man. will be going head to head with him. <laughs> we got kicked week. out of our studio by we another did, St. Kilda. We did, we actually, oh, we did, what's going on with these St. Kilda fans? They're mate? trying to muzzle us. Do, can I, I just want to raise something before we wrap up here. They think they're some sort of rival of ours. They do. What is that all about? I know. Uh, there was a, that That's was, cute, isn't it? It was like 2011, 2012 range where there was, we got in fights with them all the time. The Mark Murphy, Jake Carlisle stuff. But I described their club yeah. to a close friend of mine. Shout out to Adrian, by the way. I, sh I, I referred to them, and by all means, this is 
well, it's not. It's slightly tongue in cheek. I describe their club as a roadblock. They ain't progressing forward in anything, <laughs> and they're just in the way to make your life a misery, just like a roadblock. No one likes roadblocks, Pont. Mm. Aside from the roadblock itself and the roadblock society. I describe St Kilda as a roadblock. I don't know what you think about that. Should I put a little bit more respect on their name or is that No, it's St Kilda. Like they're here. They like they're just there. You I know, think they're not going to win a flag. They're not going to they're going to just be around the middle I think for the next 4 or 5 years. And you know what's going to happen under Ross. It's all going to end in heartbreak. Probably. As it always does. And yet they'll probably beat us this week and someone nah, will, they someone, won't beat. I don't know. Someone will find I'm the vision. I'm not having of any you, of that. Of you on camera right now and we'll cut the vision. Can they cut the vision off this camera? Okay, the mics are rolling. Okay. All right. Well, they can cut the vision. Mate, I've, the amount of times I've been wrong about football since being on air, geez, you could you could count it all in one hand. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I mean, and now, see, again, this is the whole thing about, uh, you know, uh, why did you say this about Carlton and now you're saying this? Well, you know, we saw Slevo. I saw Slevo in the morning. Great Slevo. Mm-hmm. And he's one of the men who's been... I know it's tongue in cheek, right? I love Slevo. He's a great man. But at the end of the day, we were playing horribly in that in that little patch that we were going through. We were. And we deserve to get we deserve to cop a whack and the supporters deserve to give him a whack too. And now Jacob Wiedering comes out and says, We were playing very, very poorly. I was in terrible form. Yes, we lost eight of nine games and we were embarrassed by us in on primetime TV. Pont, what do we ask for? All we ask for is a little bit of accountability. Just tell us the truth. We're not going to come after you. If you if you do what Jacob Weidring did then in that patch, we're going to be behind you. Correct. If you're playing poorly and you keep telling us, no, 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 we're okay, we're okay, we're okay, well, people are going to be like, hang on a minute, well, something's gone wrong here. We're going to back you. Regardless of what our opinion is in the moment, all you can do, and Baz said this beautifully, you just call it as you see it. Which is what we did. Call it as you see it. And then when we start playing well, is it any shock that people are actually celebrating it? No, we're allowed to be happy that we've beaten two of the best three teams. We will back you. And after I saw that article, Pont, we are going to back you to the hills yep. in the last four rounds. And even when we're going and even when we're going through that bad patch, we are going to back you to the hills because that's what Carlton Football Club supporters will do. I want to say something as well. So our supporters are the most but when I say the sickest, I mean by the, the sickest I mean the best. In multiple terms. Crazy. Yeah, yeah. That's as in like I just love that. The passion after that Collingwood game was just unrivaled. The crowd was – oh, big shout out. Carlton Cheer Squad were bloody fantastic on Friday night, and the Carlton fans on Friday night were phenomenal. More of the same towards the back end of the season because these boys ride on you. They ride on you all year, and, and, and regardless of what's happening, get behind them for the back end of the year, and they're playing bloody good football at the moment, which is fantastic to see. Two we'll beat St Kilda this weekend. Two more wins and we're there. I, my lid stays on until we are mathematically in. Yes. After last year, two more wins. Don't we're not over celebrating. No, we've had we've had six great wins. We're not done yet though. No, we're not. No, and that's the beauty about it, and that's the rhetoric I'm getting out of the club as well, and that's the rhetoric we're getting out of the club. Again, it's one week at a time, one training session at a time, but it is job ain't done yet, lads. Nope. We are nowhere near. Not no. We're nowhere near the finished article, and I think it is also a point in case where we look at it and say, oh, you know, we're playing good football. But there is the the job is not done yet, and Weedering actually summed it up beautifully when McGovern told him to smile a bit. Not yet. 
when they were 36 he said, points he up. said not yet. No, the job is not done. Uh, one more question we've got here from uh, the audience. Uh, this comes from, uh, where is it? Oh, this is from Blues Lagoons. Blues Lagoons. The club just had its biggest win in a decade against our t- table-topping arch rivals with injuries after being bottom four for a few weeks. Moved into the top eight. Have you ever seen a more determined outfit than what we're seeing right now? Not under this group. Not, not in this group, no. This is their best patch at the moment. Mm-hmm. Is it sustainable? I hope it's sustainable for another two months. It doesn't have to be sustainable for a full year. We only need it for another six weeks. And another question, shout out to uh, Steph, Steffi Deggs at Steffi Deggs. That's Terry Degani's sister, mm-hmm. who is uh, Mr. Blue Abroad. She said, just read the article about Weedering. It was noted that he, was, he has taken 41 intercept marks in the last nine games compared to 23 in the 10 prior. What are your thoughts on the changes he has made to his performance and demeanor? Yeah, we summed that up, I think, before. He's, he's, he's being before. more aggressive. He's coming off his man more. He's not as worried about, say, Lewis Young getting uh, beaten by his man mm-hmm. or being led to the footy. Mm-hmm. He's able to focus on being aggressive and allowing yep. Kemp and McGovern to no. cover behind him. Completely agree. Completely agree. Uh, we've got to wrap up. We've got to be done and dusted. Thank you to everyone who sent in questions Very and quickly, uh, sent in feedback. Uh, Paddy Dow keeps his spot. Adam yep. Chero Team selection, out. yes. No other changes. I completely agree. I don't think there will. Zach unless, Fisher comes in as Unless a sub. there's the Carlton injury update that wasn't part of the yeah, Carlton yeah, injury yeah. update that pops up. Blake Akers <laughs> has probably popped the shoulder out of some shit. We'll, we'll, find out on, we'll, find out on, we'll find out on Friday at 5 p.m. We'll I think so. Out. No, we will. We will. Uh, those, that's the only change I'm making as well. Agreed. Sub, uh, maybe Young. Zach Fisher. Or Zach Fisher. Okay, he was actually good in the reserves. I like a half forward. On the weekend. Uh, uh, they were defeated by Collingwood. Yeah. But uh, yeah, Zach Fisher can definitely come in. He can play multiple roles, or, half forward, midfield. Or Carroll if they want to keep them the on ball. Could be. Yes, could very well be. Field. I don't think right. there'll be many changes. Again, I agree with you. Dow in for Chera, who was good on the weekend. It's Paddy Dow's time. It's and that's Paddy the Dow's name of this time. podcast. Send us in your questions. Twitter for you, Pont. Twitter for me. And uh, at the end of the day, go Blues. Go Blues.